Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the bonus episode of Well For Now With Rom and Tom, we're doing emails on this one We're sorry that last week we didn't do any eps but we're back with two for you and you and you and you and you. It's the Wolf and Al bonus episode. Bringing it to the max with Ramesh and Tom. <laughs> you, you know who uh, I think, just quickly, I, I know we never really, because we're recording this straight after. I just thought yeah. of someone who I bet says, uh, you, your sort of almost catchphrase brother would be Jamie Theakston. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jamie and Jonathan Theakston. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> the Theakstons. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, we're going to do some emails. Tom sort of is going to get over that little sort of amusement that he's tickled himself with. <laughs> no, you're looking at paperwork, so I'm just like, Josh. Okay, this is from Finn. Yo, Finn, one uh, of my favourite names of all time. Hi, guys. Hope you're well. One of the few podcasts you guys uh, have talked about names and their importance and impact. So I just want to ask your thoughts on what my wife and I did when we got married four years ago. I'm English, but my wife is Northern Irish. And after meeting while traveling Australia 10 years ago, we ended up moving to Birmingham, as that's where she decided to go to university. And it's where we have since laid down roots. Before we got married, we hadn't yet had children, but we knew it wouldn't be far off. So we began chatting about what we'd like to do with their surname. As he wanted them to have a link to their Irish side of the family, we didn't like the idea of double-barrelled surnames. Also, I think my wife just straight up found my surname dull. We then decided after we got married, we'd mix our surnames, mine being Bartlett, hers being McKinstry, to create McBartlett. I get mocked about this pretty regularly by my mates as they seem to think it's emasculating. It doesn't really bother me as I like the meaning behind why we did it and I've never thought much into surnames. My dad was also pretty gutted at the time as I'm pretty sure he didn't believe we actually changed our names still to this day. We have a daughter, but we just found out we're having a little boy. So it suddenly hit me with excitement that the McBartlett name may get carried on by my son. It's made me think about how I'd feel if he wanted to change his surname when he's older, giving me some empathy for how my dad felt. I'm unsure if your wives took your names when you got married, but either way, was it something that had to be discussed or was it just assumed? Also, how would you feel if your children didn't want to carry on the family name when they're older? I would also like to add Tom, and it kills me to hate on a fellow hammer, is talking absolute shit about the water swimming thing. And I'm so pleased to hear Rom call him out on how much he walked Jamie through it. Thank you so much for the podcast. 
Uh, it's been a miserable time, and you've helped cheer us up. Okay, okay Finn. Keep, um, and he's also said he's also said keep doing you. Well, Finn, um, that's yeah. I was about to really actually just like shout from the rooftops about what an amazing human being uh, I think you are. Um, but you, you know, you sort of sullied that with a little slight um, in a quite an owlish manner. Um, but uh, look, I'm going to actually put that to a side because <laughs> Finn, you've actually blown me away, my friend. Um, oh, fucking surprise, wow. surprise. Because you know what, Finn? I like people who break the mold. I like people who, um, I don't know, who just who just come up with it and do do life their way. And I think, you know what, you and your wife, uh, I salute you both. I, do you know what? What I never ever thought about changing, like, you know, morphing a surname or sort of like, you know, combining a surname. I think that's just genius. I think it's brilliant. And, and like this whole thing of like, you know, carrying the name forward and going, well, what the fuck are you carrying forward? It's like, you know, I sort of get that from where the, where it come came from, which is sort of like generations ago with fucking soldiers and fucking knights who were running around doing like, you know, incredible things. But if you're an accountant from fucking somewhere in fucking the, the home counties, what name, what is the name you're carrying on? And also let me just say, by the way, but to say, oh, yeah, I've got a son to carry on the, the family name you've got a fucking daughter to carry on the family name so if you're that you know you're you're contrasting your your, your levels here you've got two beautiful children who can both be the f- first mcbartlett's i think that's an amazing thing but yeah i've never ever got this whole taking the name forward i don't think my dad ever really cared about it if i'm gonna, i mm. don't remember mm. you know because also i've been a letdown most of my life so actually what i've done is sullied a fucking name for most of my life so you what you've really got to hope is when you have a child that that child is going to take the name forward, not just fucking make it an absolute dog shit name. Um, and, but every name's the same. McBartlett. I don't. I've, known, I've never heard that name. You are the McBartlets now. You're the. You're the. You're the beginning of something new and incredible. You and your wife. And for that, I salute, salute you. And I think yeah, this family that you've got going forward. I think almost like in a world of the Game of Thrones, you've written your own characters and you've written your own world. And uh, there's something pretty amazing with that. And you, you know, your mates are pretty jealous because they, you know, like I have. And I think Romesh says we've just gone with the norm. We've just gone with the boring fucking side of it. Just oh, you, you, know, you take my surname because that's how people have always done things. Trailblazers, Finn. That's what you are. I apologise for the water. That was my bad. But don't judge me because I hold you in high esteem. Um, I sort of agree with Tom on this, actually. Phil Gerrard did this. Phil, you know, Phil Gerrard, comedian Phil Gerrard? His, uh, they combined surnames. And actually, in answer to your question, Finn, uh, Lisa and I did think about doing it, but Ranganathan isn't very malleable as a what surname What was Lisa's combo. surname? So Lisa's surname was Maynard. So we thought about Ranganard. That's cool. Which sounds, is it? Yeah, Ranganard's really cool. Uh, and then the other one would be May Nathan, which is... No, 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 no. May Nathan. Um, but the honest truth of it is, Finn, is if Lisa had said she didn't want my surname, because we, we did the traditional thing, Lisa's surname is now Ranganathan, and we did talk about it a bit, but if Lisa had said to me uh, that she didn't want my surname, I couldn't tell you that I would give a shiny shit, if I'm being honest with you, because I was just so grateful that that woman wanted to spend her life with me. Uh, I would have happily changed my name to Maynard. So Jonathan Maynard. That's not there you go. Hello. That's that's <laughs> a, when you get that on the application form, it's a surprise when he turns up at the interview, isn't it? So you're Jonathan Maynard sounds like um everyone who comes on a stag do that no one quite knows it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's like you know, so that's, sorry, you know, Jonathan... Bobby, Big Tony's come in. Um oh yeah, my cousin's mate Jonathan Maynard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the guy who brings an iPad with fucking itinerary and a map, even though he's not really a volunteer. No, guys, so you may have received um hi Jonathan here. Now I'm sure you've <laughs> I'm sure you've received my email uh, with regards to uh, what we're doing across the weekend. Now, you'll notice that I've sort of gone a little bit lighter uh, on the Sunday morning stuff, just because I'm I'm imagining that on Saturday evening, Elvino will flow. So, um, you listen, as long as we all stick the itinerary, what ha- you know, what will happen is we'll all have fun, but we'll also all be safe. And I think that's, you know, it's all very well sort of, uh, you know, throwing yourself into these kind of activities. But what's the point if we all come out the other end of this, you know, with people sort of suffering from, you know, either injuries or or someone's missed out one of the later activities because they haven't gone to where they're supposed to be for one of the earlier ones. So anyway, um, thank you so much for those of you that did reply. Um, Big Tony, um, thank you for your reply of uh, fuck off. I'm assuming that's a little bit of sort of uh, stag banter. Uh, but, you know, let, let's have a great weekend. Group name change. Um, Maynard's a wanker. 
Um, the other thing I would say to you, Finn, is that I, I understand uh, that you feel a bit of empathy towards your dad, and it's good to have empathy towards your dad in terms of your son maybe changing changing their name. But I, ju- I just agree with Tom. Names don't mean anything, mate. I, I think that if my sons decided they didn't want to carry on the family name of, or they didn't want to carry on the name Ranganathan, I, I can't say I'd really mind in the slightest. You know, all I want is for them to be happy. And if that means that they want to use a different name or whatever, then so be it. I, I just don't, like Tom said, I don't have an inbuilt desire to see my family name carry on or some sort of weird fucking legacy. I just don't give a shit about stuff like that. And I think it would help you to not either. I, I, I really do. I, I just think those sort of things don't matter. You know, the best advice you can give your kids with regards to surname choices is just, you know, do you. Well, you know? just do you. Uh, okay, we dealt with that one, haven't we? Uh, right, like going forward, my friend, and be be a god, be a good man. Yeah, good luck. I hope that helps. I hope we weren't too. Do you think we were a bit harsh on him? No, no. Nah, nah. Finn's, Finn, Finn's got shoulders; he can take it. Finn's a legend, man. All right, fine. And Finn, Finn can uh, give and take. Look at his email. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's quite rude to you, wasn't it? Okay. Hi, Tom and Ron. Big fan of the show. It's helped me so much. Uh, getting through a very stressful couple of past couple of weeks. I was just wondering if you guys would ever have a guest on the podcast, and if so, who would you invite and why? Um, would we ever have a guest on this podcast, do you think? The only thing I'd ever want to do, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, is... So that, 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 that normally, that just <laughs> so you know, that's normally the sign that Tom's about to talk complete and utter bullshit. So here we go. Is have a have some of you guys just... You know, we I'd I'd love to catch up with some of the people we've we've chatted to via email. Yeah, I'd like to do a special where we're like, yeah, let's like I love it when I watch like Catfish or like uh Married at First Sight and they do the reunion show. I love it so much. I'd love to do like a reunion where we're like, Yeah, oh Finn, how's it going, bro? How's life treating you? Yeah, you know. Um obviously Finn is the only one like yeah, but then there was that guy from Dublin and yeah. Can I can I just tell you what my problem is with this? Yeah. Right? Because you, you do, as we've said before, you do this a lot. And it makes you look like you're the more sort of outreaching member of the podcast. And it makes me look like a bit of a prick, right? And the reason I've got a problem with it is this. We are not going to have everyone who emails in. And this is, by the way, this is part of the problem when you start responding to Instagram messages, right? When you start replying to people that contact you on social media, is that we are not going to be in a position where we can invite everybody who emails in onto the podcast. It's impossible for us to do that, right? So what you're going to have is you're going to have a few people who we managed to get onto the podcast, happy that they've been included, and you're going to have a load of people utterly fucked off because we haven't put them on the podcast. But there's a lot of just completely arbitrary reasons. A lot. Sure, sure. But we get loads of emails from people that we don't read out and we do read them all, by the way. And so what you're what you're doing is you're sort of choosing your favourite. So we're going to have a great time. Well, maybe coming on the podcast, and they get they get to be on the Wolf and Out. And then you get these other people who, through no fault of their own, will not be included. And they'll have to listen to you going, you know what? You've come on this podcast, and I'm going to tell you this from the bottom of my heart: you're one of the most incredible human beings I've ever had the honour of speaking to. And I mean that. I don't often say all that shit. Like, you know, it's it's actually, you're actually having a detrimental effect upon the listeners by doing that. Okay, well, what we should do then is just have a big party and invite everyone who's emailed in. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. Again, again. Even if we weren't in the middle of a COVID pandemic, that would be fucking insanity. <laughs> Look, what I'm trying to say is this, and I actually think for once, Ron Mersh might be right. Maybe that isn't going to work. So in that case, will we have a guest? If I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. The only time I could imagine us having a guest is if there was, do you remember there was a pissy Christmas tree thing? Yeah. And we did come close to having somebody on like a tree expert yeah, yeah. to explain it to us. So if it was somebody that was settling a a thing or, you know, when we had the email argument about the guy who got recognised or didn't get recognised by the woman from his cafe. Just quickly, we, both we, those we cases, who was right? Who was right? I was right in the, no, the, the cafe were. one. It was, yeah. Yes, I was. Yes, it was. Well, uh, well, yeah, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Okay, or oh, we might get an expert in for the water polo one, the swimming one, which, oh, uh, uh, let me, uh, could you refresh my memory? Punk. We could who do one on the side of the one when I was right. 
You weren't right on that one either. You weren't right on that one either. You weren't right on that either. I took down a game. Okay. All right. Well, we can agree to disagree on that one. Um, So those are the closest we've had to having guests. But really, the truth is we're probably never going to have guests on. What I would say, and I think this is a good opportunity to, to announce this, with regards to Tom saying about having a party, is we are, at the moment, in the middle of organising a Wolf and Owl live event. And with a view to doing a few of them, but we're sort of running it out to see if it's got any fucking legs at all. So look out for details of that. It's going to be the Wolf and Owl live. Big things. Very exciting. Poss- I was about to say possible guest appearance from the Swan, but there's no fucking way she'll come. No. So the cat might be there, though, right? No, no, she, she will not be there. All right. So it'll just be the Wolf and the Owl and potentially you. Yes. So uh, look out for details of that. Um, so th- I hope that answers your question, Tom Lipscomb. Next question. This is from Scott Roger. He sent two consecutive emails. The latest one says, what sits in tomato soup? Game changer. Yeah. I don't know. Absolute level, like a level up of food. It's incredible. And I'm okay. proud of you and I'm proud of myself for bringing that to the world. The next question is, the next is next email, is previous email rather. Hi, Rom and Tom, big fan of the podcast. Listen to the last bonus episode, so this is a while ago. And the story of you two crashing a wedding had me in kinks. I, for one, would not be opposed to my wedding being crashed by you guys. As you're both married, I was looking for some advice for the wedding day. I'm socially awkward and anxious at the best of times, but having the spotlight on me is something I worry about. Did any of you feel like this? How did you combat this? Well, I mean, I can answer for Tom. There's absolutely no fucking way he felt awkward about the attention being on him during his wedding. Um, he will have he will have absolutely lapped it up. But Tom, have you got any advice for this guy? Look. What were you looking down at there, by the way, while I was reading that email? Stan was just texting me just to see what I'm doing this week. <laughs> okay. But I can but, so 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 let, let me just get this straight. I organise via my wife the emails. I read out the emails. <laughs> and you haven't even got the fucking decency while listening. I'm reading the email to pay attention. I was, look, mate, this is what people used to think when I was at school. I'd always be listening. Just because people thought that that's at school doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah, no, but listen, that's what, look, I'll tell you, do you want the advice? And then I'll show you how yeah. much I was listening. Okay, fine. Yeah, Scott Roger, listen. The truth of the matter is I think a lot of people worry about being the centre of attention. And there was a point of me that, because uh, I actually, it was a weird one for me because I sort of thought, yeah, in, in social situations, I, I'm sort of, I thought my go-to place is to have a laugh and have a joke and be quite sort of... um... This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use gift mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Is, is gregarious the right word? Um, but Does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, when it came to my wedding day, I was sort of, I thought, you know what, this isn't really about me being that person. This is about me and my wife getting married mm. and uh, mm. making it about us and making, you know, that's what the day is, right? So, yeah, I think for you, I think it's it's very easy to sort of get bogged down by thinking, oh, you know, all these people are here to watch us, all these people. Number one, people are there because they love you and they care about you, so they're there to see you get married. But I think the main thing to keep in your head is that it's about you, and it's about your wife uh, getting married, and it's about you, that this is your day. And uh, don't focus on anything else in the room apart from 
the person that you're going to marry and, and let everyone else enjoy that moment because that's why they're there. So don't think too much about it. Uh, and uh, yeah, just, just enjoy the day. Have a blessed one. I'm going to say something, Tom. You are, this is, across this episode and the main episode, I don't know what's going on, man. Your advice is insane. It's so good. Thank you. Congratulations, mate. You've really impressive stuff. Well, thank you. And really you thought I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've uh, there's egg all over my face, mate. Yeah. So vegan egg, tofu, sort of tofu scramble, Ugh. all over my face. Um, I would just reiterate what Tom said there. The the wedding is not about anyone else. It's about you, and you've got to do whatever you can to make it as enjoyable for yourself as possible. They're not expecting a show from you. They're just being invited to to celebrate your love and you've got no duty to them whatsoever. So hold your head up high or hold your head down low. Hold your head whichever way is most comfortable yeah. because it's not about anybody else. It's about you and your other half celebrating the start of your marriage and from the wolf and myself, we wish you the absolute very best of luck with it. And you know what? Uh, this is, as a shocker here, you don't need me in the hour there because you got this, bro. You got sure. This. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any any suggestion that he does need us there. But yeah, you've got it. You've absolutely got it. But if you do need to, like, some sort of ego distraction, somebody that will come in and try and pull focus heavily, then feel free to, to email us and confirm that you'd love the wolf to be a guest at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is true. This is one of the... Uh, I was going out with a girl many, many moons ago, and uh, one of her sort of family friends was getting married so i got invited to the stag do and uh i sort of took over the stag do i sort of was quite one of the big larger than life characters at the stag do and um when the best man got up to do his speech he was a bit nervous so and he sort of said like a mention in dispatches i wanted to say about um you know big tom at the stag do and all that and you know you tom do you want to stand up and sort of say a few words and uh <laughs> no one at the wedding knew i was and i stood up and uh like this weird little speech about like everyone that we've met at the wedding, and uh, yeah, it was the end of the relationship really with that girl because sort of I, I sort of took the sort of flurry off the best man in the wedding. I feel really bad about it as well, but I sort of cracked some jokes about people there and sort of had a bit of a laugh. Did you smash it then? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just before yeah. I was even a stand, before I even did stand up. Yeah. Yes, just yeah. I just sort of had a joke at a few people's expense, picked on a couple of like Jonathan Maynard that might have been there. Uh, yeah. yeah. All the all the JMs getting an absolute rinse in. Yeah, punched down somewhat, and uh, yeah. yeah, walked out of the wedding thinking this is actually the worst bit of that wedding, right? Have I told you this before? Uh, this best man had really sort of he'd sang a song, and it was just all a bit eggy. Um, he sang a song about the groom, and uh, then I was at the bar with some of the chaps from the stag do, and he came over and he was like, "Oh my god, it's been some bad news," and I was like, uh, "Oh, you're not going to do another speech, are you?" He's <laughs> got a massive laugh in the room. And he went, "No, the bride's." Um, grandmother's fallen over. I was like, all right, yeah, it's yeah. not bad then. But um, yeah, so, I love weddings. Weddings are my favourite thing. Yeah, and by the way, that is that story is a story from before Tom was famous. So I- imagine what he would be like if you invited him to your wedding now. Just <laughs> how disgusting a spectacle he would make of himself at your wedding. Just fucking working the room at yours and your family's expense. Just so that he, in the vain hope that people just go home going, what a fucking legend Tom Davis was. <laughs> well, you're just sitting there just going, there's no vegetarian options. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, the, owl, the owl's a miserable prick, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. Complained about that aubergine tart all evening. God. That's exactly the sort of thing you get as a, a oh, vegan yeah. option at a wedding. <laughs> Uh, this is anonymous. Yeah. Uh, this is this person's after some advice. Um, I'd love some advice. We're quite new to our street. I've, there's a bit where he said about the podcast. Uh, we're quite new to our street, which is a terrace with street parking on both sides of the road. A couple of weeks ago, about 9pm, there was a loud, quite aggressive knocking at the door. I opened it, expecting some kind of emergency situation, and the lady who lives a few doors down was there looking peeved. Is that your bloody red van parked up the street, she shouted at me. 
I stepped outside in my socks and closed the door behind me. By the way, loving this level of detail because we'd only just got the baby to sleep and there's a small chance she hadn't already woken up from the overly loud knocking. I took a breath and composed myself as I definitely didn't want an argument in the street. I said yes, having the only red van on the street. She was shaking with fury and then ranted at me for a while. To summarise, she told me that I'd parked the van selfishly and that no traffic could get through because it was sticking out so much. I let her finish and said, OK, I'll go and move it, not rising to her anger, so popped back in to put my shoes on. When I got outside onto the road, I looked at the van and it was sticking out no further than any other vehicle. You could literally get a bus through there and the road is quite wide. I went and moved the van anyway, as I didn't want further issues with her. It was parked opposite the angry lady's house and I moved it much further down the street. When I was walking back to the house, I saw the lady's husband pull into the spot I'd just left in his van and realised that she'd pulled some kind of weird angry lie on me so that her husband can park nearer to their house. I know that parking is at a premium on these terrace streets and no one really has their own parking spaces. If she'd asked me to move it in a nice tone with a soft knock, I would have. Other neighbours have told me that they've had run-ins with the angry lady too. So now I want to just move on from the odd incident. And me and my partner like to get on with everyone, especially if we've just moved here and it's our first proper house. Do I go out of my way to build the relationship that we can have friendly neighbour times? I've said hi in the, in the street a couple of times since and can sense there is some tension. And if so, how do I do it? Do I just accept the fact that she may be a difficult individual and take her off my Christmas card list? Also, sorry, Tom, I love you, but I think you overexplained the going water experiment so much to Jamie. I think it should be null and void. However, I took the liberty of trying it on my partner for you, saying I'm thinking of going water this week, which would be especially obvious for her as the local swimming pool has just opened after lockdown. She looked at me confused and said, what? I asked her again and then she replied, am I supposed to know what the fuck it is you're talking about? After some further digging, she said that if anything, she thought it meant I would be going for a walk by the local river. So this time, I've got to say I'm siding with Rom. Uh, Tom? You know what, I bet you know ill will, because actually, number one, you should have seen the look on Romish's face as he was reading that. It's actually the happiest I've seen him in a fucking long friendship. It was actually, I've never seen him look so happy. as you, you know. <laughs> And you know what, actually, Anonymous, I wish I knew your name, because uh, the way you've broken that down was, yeah, I, I, I'm going to suck that, that pill up and i am gonna i'm gonna march on um but when it comes to this neighbor fiasco um i'm with you bro uh, i've been in a similar sort of situation myself on, on a couple of different properties we've lived in um i just think what you're dealing with here and i don't use this word lightly is a um and i think her other half's probably a bit of a i think he's just a bit more of a cow <laughs> um uh i think the truth of the matter is that there's a dominance what you you find and it's not like a school playground, but there's a sort of dominance within a road. I've I've only just sort of noticed it within where we live at times that there's sort of pe there's people on a road who sort of like things their way, and uh, maybe she's just been sort of like you know she's copped a swag and she's sort of like you know that her and her husband just have that way of being, and they think that that's that's their go-to thing is to be aggressive and sort of like you know there's nothing you've done for her to be ten you know to have that level of attention towards you if you're nodding and saying hello in the morning or whatever you're doing. Um, I'd, I'd, but, but one thing I'd say is I would not take them off your Christmas card list. I would buy the biggest Christmas, go to, go to Clinton's or wherever, buy the most big, grotesque Christmas card you can and put that oh, on there. Here's doorstep. another thing. Also, can you d do this? Put glitter in it. Yes. Loads put, put, of glitter. Just so much glitter. Just fucking yeah. put it all inside the card. And then when you've put the card into the envelope, pull the envelope open and just I'm talking tip like you want to be much... doing like a Jonathan Maynard stag do like four pints of glitter yeah. within that envelope. Absol yeah, yeah. And then, and then absolutely ram it full of it. And then don't even just leave it there. Knock on the door as hard as you can, really hard, and just say Merry Christmas and pass it to her. And I like know you like your detail. Watch her sad, anguished, nasty little face as her and her husband look at a bulging envelope that is packed to the hilter with glitter as you swagger off down the road, knowing that it's going to take them eight. That glitter will be there probably, you know, say she opens a card on Jan on December the 16th, it'll be there till June, that, that level of glitter. They'll be finding it for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll know you're like a dog who's just pissed in another dog's garden. And you, sir, you win. Um, this, um, I've had a couple of incidents with neighbours. One of them was almost identical to this one, except for the person just trying to clear her car parking space. So we had a thing where a woman uh, that uh, that lived along our little street uh, kept on having a go at us for the way that we're parking our car, that we weren't parking it straight or whatever. And she kept blaming 
Lisa. She kept so I so whenever Lisa would be out, she would say something to Lisa. When I was walking out, she would assume that it's Lisa that's parked the car last time, and she'd say, "Can you tell your wife to stop parking like that?" One day, I was out at a gig, and Lisa had had a note posted through the letterbox from said woman, and the letter said something along the lines of. I've been speaking to the other neighbours in the street and we're all fed up with the way that you're parking. Uh, we think it's an absolute disrespect to the to the to people who are just trying to park here and we need you to sort it out immediately. Now, to be clear on this, there was absolutely nothing wrong with the way that we're parking. There was one incident which I would say she had a genuine, you know, she had a genuine point that the, but from then on she got it into her head. There was no way that we could have parked that would have been all right at that stage. I had to talk Lisa down from going around to this woman's house and just fucking having a set two with her. It was so mad. I was, I was on my way to this gig. Lisa phoned up and she goes, you're not going to fucking believe. Honestly, Tom, you'll have never seen the swan so angry. You're not going to fucking believe what's happened now. I said, what? She goes, we've just got a letter. She starts reading the letter to me uh, about how selfish we're being. About. She goes, I'm going to go around. I'm going to fucking stick this letter up her ass. Now, I got very panicky then. Because I thought Lisa's going to go round and this is going to be a big fucking issue. And th- I don't know. I thought there might be a fight or something. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I basically had to talk Lisa down from that situation. And um, Lisa eventually calmed down. And we just we just decided that we were going to ignore her. We just thought there's nothing we can do. We can't, we can't amend our parking to meet her requirements. So all we have to do is just live our lives as if this woman doesn't exist. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that's kind of what you have to do. I had another similar thing where I was pulling into the, this is the same street. I mean, we managed to fuck off everyone in that road. I pull it into the street and this guy said, to me, this guy comes over to me, one of the guys that lives a few doors down and he goes, um, I was driving a Volvo at the time and he goes, I've got some, uh, I've got some headlight lamps that'll, that'll fit that Volvo. And I said, oh, okay, well... I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, why are you saying these words out loud? Uh, and then he said to me, you can have them if you want. Like, like, I'll give them to you for a tenner or something. They're worth a lot more than that. They'll like add a bit of brightness. And I said to him, oh, do you know what, mate? I'm, I'm all right. I don't, I, don't need any, um, I don't need any headlight bulbs. And then he said to me, no, like, like, honestly, like, really, it really, it, 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 the improvement, you won't believe it, you know. And I go, no, I'm all right, mate. And he just kept on going. So eventually, I just thought £10 is worth bringing this conversation to an end, right? So I just said to him, yeah, okay, I'll, t- I'll take him off you. Then he goes, I'll drop, I was just, I just on my way out, he goes, I'll drop him off at your house now. I said, no, don't do that. I said, because I'll be out for a while and, and I want to pay you for them when I get them. So I'll, I'll come round to yours with a, with a tenner. Anyway, I come back and he's posted him through the letterbox, right? So he's desperate for this fucking sale. I, I didn't think anything of it. I thought, okay, I've got to give him this tenner. But I just didn't think any. I just didn't think much of it because I didn't want these headlight bulbs. Yeah, I just thought I'd give him a tenner when I remember. Two days later, I get a letter through the letterbox from this same bloke saying, um, I think it's probably better to avoid any ongoing awkwardness if you just bring the headlight bulbs back now. <laughs> right? So, so I was like... <laughs> So I was like, this is exactly, first of all, I didn't want these fucking light bulbs. Second of all, I told him not to drop them off at the house. And now exactly what I thought would happen is fucking happened. I've now got a situation with this prick, right? So I end up writing him a little note with the headlight bulbs and a tenner, right? I put it all together and I said to him, just so you know, I didn't want the headlight bulbs in the first place, right? You pressured me into making the purchase. I then told you not to drop them off at my house. You did that as well. And now you're hassling me for the money. Seeing as you're so desperate for a tenner, here's your headlight bulbs back and the money. I hope this avoids any, and then I put in, in inverted commas, any potential awkwardness or whatever, wow. ongoing awkwardness. And we never spoke to each other again after He that. didn't write you a note back from that? No, I mean, he didn't become like my sort of pen pal from two doors down after that. It will happen anyway, if you saw him. We just ignore each other. We like literally, if we walk, but like we just ignore each other. A, a little bit later, I started to just go all right, but he still ignored me. So, but but anyway, the reason I'm telling those two, which now in hindsight I would describe as boring stories, <laughs> they were great because stories. The, the is, headlight one's one of my favourite stories. It's because one of the things that is difficult for you to really get any. This is how I get satisfaction from those situations. I'm going to tell you this now, anonymous. 
That woman is so unhappy. She is so, so miserable in everything she does. The sort of person that does that will never, ever experience joy, right? She might experience some sort of uh, brief enjoyment at somebody else's misfortune. She might have felt a small sense of satisfaction that she got a miserable husband to park closer to their fucking house of misery than he otherwise might have done. But I'm going to tell you something now. She's a sad little piece of shit. Her marriage is fucking trash. And you can just take solace from the fact that you will always be happier and more content with your existence than that miserable little piece of will ever be. Amen. <laughs> but listen, I added a bit of stank onto that, but I genuinely do believe that, man. I mean, that, that woman is not a happy person. So, wow. you know, you, you, you could do the charitable thing, you know, because what a, de- a really decent person would do is go, that person's obviously miserable and they've got a lot of anger going on. Maybe I could try and sort of get to the bottom of it and help them live a, a, a better life going forward. If you've got that in you, then please feel free to do that. But I've got to be honest with you, as much as I'd like to think that's a thing I would do, my most likely course of action would just to be ignored. I mean, I've told you that. There's two examples I've given you where I've done exactly that. So there you go. Was I too harsh there? No, I think I liked it. Mate, I opened with dropping the C-bomb, so I think we, we both agree that this woman's not a good person. Okay, here's our next email. Hi, Rom, Tom and Lisa. I'd like to start by thanking Tom for liking my tweet today which I gave big compliments to the podcast. Nice to know that listeners' comments get seen and appreciated. Feels like a bit of a dig at me, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, but you should should say now that you're not really on Twitter now, are you? I'm not on Twitter at all because I think it's a fucking absolute vile, poisonous platform. Yeah. And I've got got no interest in ever going back on there. I'm an avid podcast listener and there isn't one I look forward to listening to more than yours. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Uh, Now, on to my question, and we don't have to be anonymous here. This is from Damon Morris. On to my question, which I think is one that I'll be asking on behalf of all the Wolf and Our listeners, and one we'd be eager to know the answer to. A lot of celebrities have taken to podcasts during the pandemic as it's been a good way to keep busy and give fans some material where possible. Unfortunately, due to the roadmap out of lockdown well on the way, I've started to notice some gradually dying off and stopping altogether. Can I ask both of you what are your thoughts about the Wolf and Our pod going forward as this country starts to get back to normality? Do you have an outlook on if it will continue long term and will it change in any way? I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say it really ho- I really hope it continues. Thanks again. Much love. Damon Morris. P.S. Tom, I'm a dreamboat, but don't worry, Ramesh. I'm not expecting you to meet me for a pint. Um, okay, Tom. Well, yeah, I think I speak for both of us when I say thank you for your kind words, D-Man. That's very kind of you. You are, yeah, it's very nice of you. That's a, that's a, that's a G thing to do, D. Um, look, oh, my God. I think I speak... Yeah, how do you feel about how do you feel about saying the words that's the G thing to do, D? You I just like that? it. I like the vibe that I hit oh, that out. Okay. All right, go on. Right. So listen. How is that better than to the max, by the way? Yeah, but it's how you own it. All right, okay. You know? You say it now, say yeah, that's a nice thing to do. It's G to the D, man. Um that's well hold on, what did you say? I've forgotten what you I said. Can't, I can't remember what I said. But that's it's a, a nice yeah. G. You're it's a, a nice G, G. So that's a nice thing you're to do. You're a G you're a G. You're a G. It was a nice thing to do, D. Yeah. See, you just got you got to be more it lyrical. Sounded so much like fucking Jonathan Maynard when I said that. <laughs> Jonathan Maynard's inside of you every second. Listen, um, yeah. So I, you know, as far as we're concerned, we're going to keep on rolling this roller coaster. I think the thing that excites me is being able to do it in a studio together. Um, mm. uh, mano and mano. Um, some sweet, sweet studio space. We haven't talked about this on the podcast. That's actually going to be more difficult than we've sort of given credit for, haven't we? Yeah. Because we'll have to find a studio that's easy for both of us to get to. I mean, to. to be fair, you don't Bear even in mind need we live. Studio. How far do you live from me? Like three hours? Yeah, yeah. So, to be fair, we might just carry on like we're going. I think, mm. you know, we've managed to do this podcast where neither of us have got anything actually going on in our lives. So, um, yeah. hopefully, when actually the world opens up, we've got more to talk about. So, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, as we've already said, there's there's a, a live event in the works. And hopefully another, a tubber, as they say. Uh, in some parts of the no, north, they so. don't say that. Um, they don't say that in that context. Yeah, um, we are. Yeah, we so we are carrying on. D- 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 the thing I was going to say. Sorry, this is what I was going to say. When we did it in the hotel room, it was better, wasn't it? I enjoyed it, but I think the, the joy of this is you can just do it. That I mean, it's nice because mm. we can just put a couple of hours aside at the weekend, or yeah, and just do it like this. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's quite nice at the moment. I'm 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 still in the clothes that I woke up in. So, are you? Well, you put, wore that hat in bed. No, yeah? I put the hat and the hoodie on. But yeah, okay. underneath here is. So you're not much. in the clothes that you woke up in. No, no, no. I went for a walk. Have you done any exercise yet today? I have. I did. I did 45 minutes on the old Peloton. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, the, the, yeah, the, the answer is that we're planning on carrying on for, for indefinitely. I think I'm right in saying Tom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And we're not doing series, are we? We're just going to keep doing every I week. Think, yeah, yeah. Keep on doing every until, week. Until, until one of us dies. And then yeah. I, I think if I was having a guess, I would say if I was actually having a guess out of the four of us, you, me, the swan and the cat. Yeah. I'd say I'm probably going to die first, in which case I would sub in. I guess the swan would. I guess it become the wolf and the swan. I will say I this now. I will once you're gone, that'll be it. I'll probably do one episode like when you're dead, like on sort of like the you know on the evening of your funeral. Um and uh, yeah, but well, you certainly might be invited. <laughs> and uh, I'll just probably talk to some of my favourite people that have written in over the years. Oh my god, what an, what an incredible insult that'll be to my memory. Finally, <laughs> we're just going to do one last episode where we go against everything the owl stood for. <laughs> and then we'll all just go for a big swim yeah okay dear Tomesh Ranganavis <laughs> my guy <laughs> that's a hell of a yeah, wow uh, this is anonymous uh, loving the pod. Won't go into flattery because I know Ron won't read that out anyway. Unfortunately for me, I didn't discover the Wolf and Art very recently, so I'm trying to catch up. My friend is getting married in a few weeks' time and he's never strictly appointed a best man. Instead, he has a selection of his closest friends as groomsmen. This is a pretty common thing to do, that, isn't it? To not have a best man and have a few people. I had a best man. I think you have a best man, right? Okay, but I'm not asking... You seem to have misheard my question. I didn't say, what did you do at your wedding? I'm saying no, other I'm, people do this, don't they? I think one or two best men. I think look, this is probably down to, yeah, I'm, you know, in some ways I'm a very open, trailblazing kind of G, right? In other ways, I am a traditionalist. I think it's very important to have a best man. I think it's a really... What's nice... great about you is, and one of my favourite things about being friends with you is your complete and utter lack of consistency in any of your views or values. Um, <laughs> Um, obviously, I'm honoured to be take, to be asked to take part in this big day. But realistically, the biggest perk of being in the groom's wedding party is having influence over the stag do. But sadly, this has been postponed until after the wedding due to COVID. Equally as important, as any self-respecting best man should know, is the delivery of a sharp-witted, ultimately lacklustre and all-too-revealing speech during the evening's proceedings. Given he hasn't appointed a best man, we took it upon ourselves quite some time ago to ask him whether or not he actually wanted a speech. But he never gave a conclusive answer. We're now within weeks of the wedding and, su and suddenly there is a suggestion that he may want all of the groomsmen to deliver a short speech, although this hasn't been confirmed. I'd like to be somewhat prepared as and when he does finally make a decision. So I thought I'd ask you some advice. Have any of you given a best man speech? If so, what advice can you give to this unlikely wordsmith? I didn't think this was going to be the question after all this info, to be honest. Tom, what, what's, your, uh, what's your advice about this best so man speech? I had the flip thing? of this. I was asked to be a best man at a friend of mine's wedding and mm. uh, I wrote an amazing speech. Um, which was, I thought, pretty epic, and then got there on the day of it, and it was like a gig that had been cancelled. He said, actually, we're not doing speeches now. No one's doing oh, speeches. Man. So I was sort of devastated. So what I did, I sort of ended up doing is just walking around the wedding, giving people little tidbits of the sort of stories and stuff. Oh, God, that is so <laughs> awful. And then someone came up to me and said, can you stop telling stories about the groom? Um, uh, is that true? Yeah, genuinely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going around sort of from table to table. Yeah, I was single at the time. So, uh, actually, I don't think it would have mattered if I was with someone. Um, that was I just sort of written all this funny stuff, so I thought, yeah, let's work it, work the room with it. Um, yeah. Uh, oh my, oh my god. That is fucking incredible. Like, if, if I didn't know you and love you as much as I do, I honestly, I don't know how. If somebody told me. Oh, do you know that guy's a sort of, you know what he did? He thought his best man speech was so funny and he was so gut that it was cancer that he fucking worked the room delivering bits of it to different groups of people. I would think I never want to talk to that person ever <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Going around, this is too good to not share. 
I've got a gift here that that needs to, delivering to the world. Yeah, so that was, that was one of the most. Uh, yeah, and since then I was never really asked to do it again. Um, mm. <laughs> but still, what I'll do is I'll, I'll still most, most weddings I'm at I'll walk around and sort of tell stories about people. So that's how I roll at a wedding. Uh, number one, I'd say this, just if you want a bit of advice. Uh, James DeFront, who was my best man, did an incredible best man speech. It was both funny, it was caring, it was brilliant. Uh, so there'd be no one else I, I could have actually think genuinely who I'd ever want to do. The speech was so amazing. Um, my dad's speech was literally this. This is my dad's speech at my wedding, right? Uh, well, yeah, you know, he's getting married now, so that's great. I'm really happy for him. Uh, kids, uh, you have them. Uh, you know, they put you through the mire a little bit. They let you down. Now and again, they make you proud. And today's one of those days. So well done, son. Oh, <laughs> that was that's it. lovely. Yeah, no, but that was it. That was like, oh, thanks. Um, yeah. I think people focus too much on speeches at weddings. Like, you know. I agree. I, 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 I do think, like, I've seen some great best man speeches, don't get me wrong, but it's just not about it, is it? No. A lot of people don't know the person. I, I don't know. I just, I just sort of think. Can we get rid of can, I mean, is it that bad if we got rid of speeches? No, no, but like, what like, I found or, out when or you got rid of the pressure for them to be some sort of incredible epic sort of routine i mean what i found out when i was things when i was doing the um the individual speeches when i was going around just telling people the stories Mm. was Mm. it's not all the stories are for everyone no some people were quite offended about some of the things that i was you have to really you know well you've got to imagine like you know it's it's like a it's like a being a comedy club isn't it yeah somebody tells an offensive joke and you all laugh because there's 400 of you as a group if that person came up to you apropos of nothing and you hadn't asked for any jokes, and this stranger came up to you because they just thought they were so funny, it demanded sharing, and told that joke to sort of four of you sat down, you would be appalled. First of all, that this person has even come over to you when you're trying to enjoy a meal in an evening. And then secondly, sort of things become a bit escalated, don't they, when you're in in an intimate situation like that. Did I ever tell you about What did you do? What did you do? You walked over to one of the tables and talked about... The time when the fucking best man, the, the groom got an STI or something, did you? Sort of stuff, like, a little bit like that, yeah. And sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of. Did I ever tell you a story about when I went to the wrong wedding? No, go on. So my mate Smiggy was getting married, right? Right. And um, he got married at a place where it had sort of like, it was a, like a sort of upstairs and a downstairs. Like it was a sort of first floor, like ground floor, sorry. Then there was like an underground bit. So I turned up, I was only invited to the evening bit. Um, sure. And I obviously knew my mates. Uh, like we sort of played football together, but we didn't. I didn't know a lot of his sort of family or his friends, that, mm. like you know, and mm. his or her, any of her family or any friends. I'd only met her once or twice. Um, so I turn up and I was a bit late to the evening bit. So I rock up and uh, the party upstairs is absolutely sort of pumping. It's amazing. So I go in and I'm just walking around and and you know you've been out with me. I'm a pretty affable guy. I sort of was chatting to people, having a laugh with people, mm. dancing yeah. away. Uh, one of the best breakfast, um, breakfast, one of the best wedding uh, buffets I've ever seen in my life. Like genuinely, just everything you want from a uh, like a wedding buffet. Beautiful, like really, like. Oh. Um, and I just really filled my boots there. I was really, and I was, you know, had constant plates of food. It was a free bar. I'm having a laugh with everyone, um, and that's the great thing about a wedding, right? Is the fact that sort of no one quite knows. Like you, no one knows everyone apart from probably mm. really no one knows any everyone today. And you didn't know any, you didn't know anyone. No, but I was sort of quite quickly. I was sort of having a real laugh with quite a few people, mm. and and like you know, yeah. um, and people talk like the groom and the bride, right, and all that. No one's you know, how long you know the groom, you know who do you know the groom or the bride type thing, and you know, how long you know him. I say I play football with him, whatever. Um, and then I was in like pictures with people. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. And then I went to the toilet. Um, because yeah. I'd eaten so much at a buffet. And uh, when I was in the toilet, I see one of my pals, um, Michael, and he went, oh, when did you get it? And I was like, I've been here ages. I've been looking for you guys, but I've just been like chatting to this person, that person, chatting to one of his uncles about stuff. I chatted to, you know, her family are amazing. And he's like, what? He's like, we're all downstairs. Like, we haven't seen you. And I was like, really? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay. Like, so I went downstairs. Oh my other, god! And it was really, it was, it was okay. It wasn't as cool as a wedding upstairs. <laughs> um, so I ended up going downstairs where everyone was like, "Oh yeah, how are you been?" And obviously, like, you know, 
I sort of dined out on the fact, oh, 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 there's two weddings. I was upstairs in the wedding up there. I told everyone and everyone's like, ah, went to the bar and I'm like, you know, I was just a pint of like, you know, whatever it was I was drinking at the time. And they're like, oh, that, you know, that's four pounds. I was like, oh shit, you've got to pay for drinks here. And then I looked at the buffet. They'd obviously gone for the cheaper sort of buffet, which wasn't quite as delicious. So what I ended up doing is just going upstairs and like having some snacks throughout the day and then just sort of getting a oh drink and then God. going back down. Oh and then God. told a couple of people and then a couple of us were all going up getting like drinks upstairs as well so yeah it's quite funny you're i mean so what you're saying is you and your friends you, you're a yeah we, I mean, <laughs> because you thought oh that 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 couple upstairs their day isn't expensive enough as it is without me coming up and getting some food and drink to fuel a different wedding <laughs> you're yeah, okay but... you, you stole from them basically no but we're, no it's not stealing because it we, is stealing we were actually having a good time up there we were like laughing and joking and having a real laugh with all the people and I got on the dance floor. I was on the dance floor there for probably about half an hour of time. Having a laugh Are you still mates with this this person who had the wedding downstairs? Well, yeah. I mean, he got divorced and then like now, yeah, I sort of speak to him now and again. So 50-50 whether he listens to this podcast. Okay, fine. So. I mean, but other there's is a good chance of somebody that knows him. Oh, one of the, yeah, one of the other guys, quite a few of my pals have started listening to this. Sort of, yeah, okay. so. so if you are listening, you've got a connection. Can you let Smiggy know his wedding was shit? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it didn't go uphill really from there either, so. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, cool. Listen, it's about that time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode. Uh, we've had a great time. We'll see you on Wednesday for our next episode because we're never, ever going to fail to put an episode out again when we say we will. Uh, take care. Thank you, guys. Look after yourselves. Uh, you are the wind beneath our wings hey and i want to say one thing and i mean this from the bottom of my heart right okay enjoy the weekend yes please do enjoy the weekend i'll go to the pub for the first time tomorrow yeah oh yeah not tomorrow next weekend oh i've, I've already been like three four times yeah i haven't but i guess that's what it's like to be popular tom congratulations <laughs> peace out love 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 <laughs> If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.